When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. It's your boy, Baby Breeze, man, and you're hopping off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. You little bastard. All right, today we got Baby Breeze jumping off the porch. What's happening today? with you? What's happening with you, G? How you feeling, gang? Man, I'm all right. I'm blessed. How about yourself, man? Cooling, man. Blessed and highly favored. It's I can dig it. happy here with us for sure. Though. Likewise, man. It's a pleasure to be here. No count. So tell us what you out here working on in Atlanta. Man, just networking, shit, doing dirty glove. My boy, Mr. Two Official, rocking with my boys, Black Circle, BCJ Rock, Shooter. You know what I'm saying? Mars, all them boys just out here networking, man. I usually be coming down here and be having flash drives and I'll go to the mall like a hundred beats on it and just pass them out, you know what I'm saying? So I just down here networking, trying to make everything work. For sure, spread the hustle. So for those who wouldn't know, how would you describe life back at home in Charleston, South Carolina? Man, it's different, man. Like we got our own, we talk different, our culture different, our music sound different, you know what I'm saying? But it's, it's just like any other, place, you know what I'm saying? You got the good parts and the bad parts. You got to take the good with the bad, you know? So it's different though. We Geechee. Straight up. Yeah. How would you describe your childhood coming up? I mean, just like I just, you know, taking the good with the bad, had some good, good, bad, had some good times, had some bad times, you know what I'm saying? But I keep on doing what I was doing and pushing through, you know what I'm saying? It's pretty hard down there, you know what I'm saying? So just getting them together. That's the only yeah. one we can do, man. So when would you say you jumped off the porch? Man, I jumped off of the porch. I've been like 12 years old, man. You know what I'm saying? I got an older brother. In fact, my older brother right there, he already been off the porch. So you know how it be when you got an older brother. So you, you easily off the porch, you know what I'm saying? And he been bringing back all the music, like the cash monies and no limits, you know what I'm saying? All of them. So that kind of called my sound. And I just jumped off the porch when I'm about 12 years old. And ever since, man, you know? They ain't look back. Yeah, ain't look back. Just That's loving real. doing what I love to do. That's hard. Right. So in your words, what would you say is the biggest life lesson you learned growing up so far? Uh, I'm going to say my biggest life lesson, don't, don't have expectations. You know what I'm saying? I feel like when you expect certain things, it, it ain't going to go like how you really want it to go. It can still happen, but it ain't going to go the way that you planned it out to happen. So, you know, I just prepare, for, I mean, prepare for the best, prepare for tomorrow and prepare for the worst. You know what I'm saying? At the same time, it feels like a probability, 50-50. Straight up. You know what I mean? What would you say is the biggest obstacle you had to overcome so far? My biggest obstacle, I'm going to say about in 2017, you know, I lost one of my brothers. You know what I'm saying? He, he actually my cousin, but I call him my brother. We looked alike and everything. Lost him on his birthday. He's supposed to come through right after the club. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, we like five minutes away from, from where he was at. You know what I'm saying? But I had sessions that night, so I didn't go and... You know what I'm saying? I, I got him on my answer machine and everything. He got in the car. I can hear all that. I don't never listen to it. I got it in my email, but that was like a, a real hard time for me right there because we was about to get a studio and everything. And it just seemed like it just go to sleep one day and wake up the next day and, that, and it's all over, you know? Yeah. So that was a hard time for me, man. I kind of fall into a slump around that time, but 
I'm back up now, though. Yeah, up. yeah. We doing it now. Nah, for real. Salute, man. So when would you say you started off making beats? I started making beats when I was about eight years old. My mama bought me a keyboard when I was about eight years old, man. I used to just sit in the room and mimic and play uh, No Limit, uh, especially Cash Money. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't tell me I had been the youngest, mm -hmm. uh, the fifth Cash Money boy. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I used to love doing that. And like I said, my mama listening to Tupac, hearing that, my brother listening to all the, the Down South music coming up and all of that. So I just started from there. And after that, uh, I went to school with it, middle school. That's when I done hopped off the porch. I done had a beef with a nigga, you know what I'm saying? And I done made a diss track about him and that started heating up. You know what I'm saying? That bitch was hard too, you know? Yeah. He, even, he even said it was hard, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was doing it like that. And then after that, high school, still rapping in the barbershop. Uh, I had a studio in the barbershop. The barber still cut my hair till this day. Shout out to my boy, Mike B, you know what I'm saying? Still cut my hair till this day. <laughs> I've been in the back of the barbershop. I used to be skipping school and all that just to go into the, just to go in the back, you know? But of course they shot that down. He was like, bro, you have to go to school if you want to do this shit. And I respected that, you know what I'm saying? But then time went past after that. It kind of was like a slow, like a slow time. Then I had a, uh, I got an uncle who blessed me, you know what I'm saying? He looked out for me a lot and helped me with a lot with my career. That's how I was able to go to the A3Cs and, and dropping tapes and doing this and buying equipment and all that like that. So I was doing that. And then after that, I had that 2017, what I just told you about. And then I got into manifestation and frequencies and all kind of shit like that. And after that, it just, everything just started changing. Like I'm a true believer of that manifestation and, and, and meditating and stuff like that. That shit really do work, bro. Like for real, for real. So. Now I'm here right now. Fast forward, I'm on Dirty Glove. You know what I'm saying? We kicking it right there. You know what I'm saying? So for those who are struggling with some of their manifestations, what's some of the rules or some of the advice you would give them? Man, sometimes, man, I'd be sitting there. I would smoke a blunt first, and I'd just be by somewhere secluded with, when there ain't no noise. Just close my eyes and just really think about what I really want, and then I just put my foot forward with it, and it just starts to happen, it's just so weird, man. Like, I, I've been doing it for like one year straight one time, and ain't nothing been happening. I even quit a couple of times, man. I'm like, man, this shit ain't working, you know what I'm saying? But that shit really do work. So as long as you somewhere by yourself and you really, you really say what you want and mean it, coming from your heart, it's gonna happen. Ain't uh, nothing can stop that. When would you say you started taking music serious full time? Soon as I pressed the keyboard, because I swear to God, that's what I wanted to do from the jump street. Soon as I started doing that, I never had a plan B. My plan A was my plan B, you know what I'm saying? So I always did that. And how would you say you got your producer name? Uh, from my father. My father named Breeze. My brother right here named Breezo. And I've been the, 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 the last one, so Baby Breeze. The niggas in the hood used to be like, hey, man, that's Baby Breeze, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, that's yeah. all. How did you come up with your producer tag? Man, I done had so many different producer tags, man. Like, I just be thinking of them shit, or I just, I just trying different things out, you know what I'm saying? Some of them catch, so I just change them as time go by. Like, I've been making beats since I've been younger, so I done had different producer tags, like, every, every six, seven years. But the one that I'm sticking with right now is the one that I got right now. I just say Baby Breeze on it. Straight up. Yeah. So when y'all hear that baby breeze tag, y'all know it's my man's. Yeah, for sure, for sure. For sure. 
So walk us through your creative process. Like, what prepares you when you know you're going to make a fire-ass beat, right? Um, what do you get in the elements of? It really, to be honest, man, it's really like a, it's really like a job, man. I don't really sit down and be like, this is going to be the hardest beat ever I'm going to make. I just know I'm a creator and I need to create. So that's what I do. I just sit down and I just pull up my inventory every single day because I know that's what I need to do. You know, I might get this beat placed. I might not get that beat placed. Some beats I got placed now, I made them beats two, three years ago, but they're just now coming to the surface right now. So I just sit down, smoke me a King Palm, you know what I'm saying? Get one of my juice from Arizona. Nigga try to get that endorsement, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nigga, you know what I'm saying? I, that's all I do, and I just get to work. Yeah. Yeah. Straight like that. Do you prefer to cook up on the spot, or do you prefer to already have it in the stash? Well, both. I prefer both, because I come from an era of being in the studio when I was younger. It been a whole different ball game then, man. Cash used to record the music differently. But now, since it's his own Fruity Loops and all that, and it's just so quick to make and all that, like, I, I'd rather have both. I'll pull up on you, I'll cook up on the spot. It don't matter, you know what I'm saying? We're going to get it done. We're going to get it done. It's going to get done. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Would you say you're very hands-on with the artist you're recording, or would you prefer, like, to step back and just let an engineer take place as the engineer do his job? Mm, that depends on the artist, man. Because sometimes artists just, you, you will produce for them sometimes, but y'all really don't have that relationship. They just happen to get one of your beats all, off of YouTube or something like that, you know what I'm saying? So it, it really depends on the artist. But I'd rather be hands-on. I'd rather be in the studio, vibe out, you know what I'm saying? Or you can just pick my beats as long as you just rap on them, you know, you know what I'm saying? Straight up. Yeah. A lot of your beats have samples in them, right? Has there any be any issues with sample clearance? No, not at all. Like when labels want them, they they get it done, man. Like independent artists, they might go through a little trouble, but when it be a label, they just they be like, nah, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? We got that. We'll handle that part, and that's just what it be. I've never had a problem with any of them. That's real. Yeah. How do you feel about people making tight beats? I feel like it's cool. I feel like that opened the doors for a lot of a lot of stuff like. When artists be hopping on YouTube, they're going to type in the, the artists that they like the most. So if, I, if I'm liking Money Man, I'm... Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. I'm going to jump on in and type in Money Man type beat. And there's a whole list of cats up there with hard Money Man type beats. So I think that's cool. That's just like a marketing strategy for a producer. I do it all the time on my YouTube channel. You go on my channel, you can see Money Man, Lil Baby, City Girls, Mulatto, but you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Yeah, I know that's what they're looking for. Yeah. So that's what I do. Straight up. Y'all heard it here first. Free game. Yeah. 
So how do you feel about other producers posting and selling beats? Like you saying, using the name and using the strategy to lure like artists in to like hear their production. Yeah. Just to get, you know what I'm saying, they leases sold or whatever. I mean, I feel like that's what you gotta do, man. Cause especially if you ain't known like that on YouTube and I just put up, say for instance, I ain't had a YouTube, I just get on YouTube and I just put Baby Breeze type beat and boy be like, man, who is Baby Breeze? Ain't nobody, the algorithm ain't catching Baby Breeze. You know, if you understand what I'm trying to say, it don't make, it really don't make no sense if you putting up beats, if you ain't going to name them something, or you can name it a hip hop beat. I see hip hop beats up there that got hundreds of views, hundreds of thousands of views, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's a good idea, man. I'm all, I'm all for the least. Whatever float the boat. Yeah, I'm all with it. Straight up. So how did you end up producing BRS Cashes and Mulatto's Cash Out? Man, that day, man, I've been just riding home and I heard the Yin Yang Twins um, whistle while you twerk song on the radio. And I'm like, damn, boy, that shit hard. I almost forgot about it, you know what I'm saying? Cause nowadays time, how, you know, how it be going. I heard it, I did it. I made that beat probably like 30, 45 minutes. I named it Cash App. I put it on my YouTube, you know what I'm saying? A lot of cats start doing a song called Cash App. But then after that, like a month or two later, I sent it to Zach on the track and he put it on his channel. And even more people start doing the Cash App and then Cash, um, my boy Naj, shout out to Naj, he called me, you know what I'm saying? He was like, we want that beat. We got Mulatto on it. We want y'all to come out here to the A. And then, you know what I'm saying? The rest was, the rest was history. That's exactly how it happened. Just like that, off of YouTube. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, you can't sleep on YouTube, man. Like, especially producers, man. You cannot sleep on that YouTube wave, man. If you consistent with it and you own it on it, you gonna make money off of it, bro. Leasing beats every single day. Yeah. You know, so it's all good. What was your reaction once you finally found out that you got these type of placements? Man, it felt good coming from where I come from, man. Cause we don't really got nobody back home. Like we don't got the outlets and all that back home. Like we got personnel like Charlemagne the God and we got uh, Pewdie and the Blowfish, the, uh, you know what I'm saying? They're from Charleston, South Carolina and they made it, but we don't really got like the urban hip hop people making it. We coming now, mm -hmm. we definitely coming, but we don't, we just don't got that. So it felt real good, you know what I'm saying? I'm just looking for more. I Still want more, it's just, like, it's just like getting a scratch off and you winning some big money on the scratch off, you could be like, you know, I might, you know, I, I want more of that. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Just going how it go. Mm-hmm. So how did you end up producing Welcome Like a Dog for Saucy Santana? Man, the same type of thing, but that one right there ain't no sample. You know what I'm saying? That's, matter of fact, that's my first collab I ever did with Zach on the track. He hit me, he was like saying something through, you know what I'm saying? I, I did my part, sent it to him, he did his part, and he put it on his YouTube, and then like, I would say like a week or something later, Funny Mike, the comedian, mm. he, he got the beat and he, uh, he had a song called Jigga Challenge off the beat and it was going crazy. But then the whole time Santana had his song too, but it ain't really came out yet. So after Santana dropped it, it went real crazy. The same beat and everything off of YouTube. And he got it off of YouTube too. You know what I'm saying? So the power of the YouTube, man. Shout out to YouTube, you know what I mean? <laughs> Shout crazy. out to YouTube. No, nah, that's crazy. So talk about Star Life, Sauce Walker, and Peso Peso's Hot Girls. YouTube once again, my yeah. boy. You know what I'm saying? That's my boy Star found me on uh, YouTube. He reached out to me. He said, I got a feature for this. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know who it was. Next thing you know, he got Sauce Walker on it. 
they shot in the, shooting a video and everything. So shout out to my boy Star Life, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Sauce Walker, Pizzle Fizzle, all of them, you know what I'm saying? That's real. Yeah. So what's some advice you would give to a producer to land in all these big placements? Man, you gotta be consistent and be different. You you gotta go with the wave, but kind of make it a different type of wave within the wave. If you you know what I'm saying, like, and stay consistent. It's like it's such a consistency game right about now, man. Like, you just gotta work on it and don't give up. A lot of people done told me to stop doing it, telling me my beat sounded outdated, telling me I need to switch it up, do this and do that. But I just stuck to my guns, and now things are starting to happen. So just do you and don't. It don't matter what nobody else say. Straight up. What's your current thoughts on the rap game right now? I love it, man. New music. I'm, I, I love music. And I don't discriminate between the, how music sounded when I was young to how music sounded now. You know what I'm saying? I love all type of music. Younger cats coming out with new styles and stuff we ain't never really heard before. So I love it, man. And I, and I got to love it. I'm a part of it, so I got to love it. Straight up. Yeah, I love it. What's one of the biggest? What's one of the biggest risks you took that paid off for your career? The biggest risk I took was believing in myself, no matter what nobody else, no matter what nobody else said. They ain't working no job. I'm making beats. I ain't going to the club. I'm making beats. You know what I'm saying? I believed in myself, and that's the biggest risk I feel like anybody can take if they if they want to do something and they believe in themselves. That's the biggest risk I took with doing that. Straight up. And how would you describe the music scene back at home right now in Charleston, South Carolina? We just ain't got no outlets, man. We got so much music. We got plenty of talent. Like I said, we talk different. We sound different. People be thinking we from an island. We right there in Charleston, South Carolina on the beach chilling, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, a, it's lovely, you know what I'm saying? It's lovely. We just need the outlet and we just need to break through. But more and more people coming up and we doing a lot of work, so it's bound to happen, man. It's coming it's, in here. Yeah, now. it's bound to happen. Yeah. It's gonna happen real soon. Straight up. So what else are you working on right now? Man, I'm about to start dropping some more beat tapes. I'm about to drop a compilation tape like with other artists and stuff like that. And I got some more stuff in the works. You know what I'm saying? Some more with BRS Cash, uh, my boy Batter TD. You know what I'm saying? A, a bunch of different cats. You know what I'm saying? Black Circle, I do a lot of a lot of uh, beats for them, you know? Straight up. So, I got a lot of coming, man. Like I'm saying, I'm just networking and, and getting it out here, man. So Straight now they got to see me and they got to hear me. Straight up. Yeah. Who are some of the artists you ain't worked with yet that you want to work with in the future? My boy Drizzy. My boy Drizzy Drake and my boy Duke Deuce. So when y'all looking at this interview, man, and y'all see this, I already spoke it into existence, man. I need a Drake and I need me a Duke Deuce, man. Like for real, for real. Straight up. Yeah. Any last words and shout outs? Man, shout out to my city. Shout out to everybody who rocking with me. Shout out to everybody who ain't rocking with me. Shit, shout out to the world, man. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to Dirty Glove Bastard, man. Oh, I appreciate sure. that. Man, shout out Baby Breeze, man. Well, appreciate having you today. That's love. Gang. Okay, she wobbity wobbity, make a nigga own it. Okay, she poppin', she poppin', she make a nigga own it. And she a little stripper with some big dick grippers if you throw that ass. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. 
Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.